Are you ready to be a better, more successful, and open-minded trader and investor? I'm Serge Berger, head trader and investment strategist at thestudytrader.com, and I want to help you get there. Whether you've been investing for years or are just getting your feet wet, this podcast will help you cut through the noise and get dialed in on the big picture. We will utilize research, guest interviews, and real-time analysis of the market. We're at a critical juncture in the market where knowledge really will mean power. Is this the top for equities? Hey, everybody. Serge Berger here, host of your Steady Wealth Podcast. We had a very big week last week. We had earnings from a lot of companies. I think 102 S&P 500 companies reported last week. We talked about that in last week's episode. We talked about the importance of the Apples, the Microsofts, the Amazons, the Alphabet earnings, and apparently the Meta earnings as well on, on Thursday. So uh, we've had all that. The markets react. We'll talk to this here in a minute. We also had the Fed and a bunch of economic data that wasn't very good. And then a jobs report on Friday that seemed to be very positive. It's putting a lot of people into a tailspin, both the bulls and the bears at this point. So let's have a look at a few things. As always, if you are watching this on YouTube, you will be seeing a few charts. If you're listening to it on one of the regular podcast channels, then I'm going to just speak to these charts. And again, you won't miss a thing. I will describe them here just as well. One of the things that I think uh, is important here to just can reiterate once again is that uh, if we look at the market's behavior just over the past few days, so basically last week, we see that the, the trend continues that we've seen. So the equally weighted S&P 500 uh, over the past five days was up about 40 basis points, so at 0.4%. The S&P 500 about 1.4. Why? Once again, it's coming down to a few stocks. And again, this is not because only a few stocks are going up. It's because those things are have so much weight in the market that just any dollar that's get that gets added to an index is going to feeds the fire even more. And so by stoking that fire, we continue to see a massive outperformance of the index until we, we may at some point hit some sort of a road bump. And that's what I want to look at here this week. So uh, what we're looking at here is again, massive underperformance by the equally weighted, the average stock up again, like I said, less than half a percent, the S&P up almost one and a half percent, Meta up 20% last week. That's all Friday, basically Amazon up eight. And then the, the other stocks gyrated a bit more. So we're still at this point. Now, algorithms, computer algorithms have certainly been wanting to get the S&P 500 to get to that 5,000 level. And I think we came within about 25 points, if I saw that correctly, or so. Yeah, we came within... 25 points. So I think 4,975, I believe was the high on Friday, the 2nd of, of February. And the question now, of course, is, are we going to nail it to, to the point 5,000 and, and then pull back? Will we overshoot 5,000? It's entirely possible. Or are we going to come a few points short? I don't have the answer. I'm sure someone on TV will have that answer for you. 
But all jokes aside, at this point, we're talking about minute details that really aren't going to matter a whole heck of a lot. And here, here's the thing. So I think, and, and I believe I mentioned this in last week's uh, Study Wealth podcast, that there is a, a pretty high chance, and I'm, I'm going to put this chance at about 65, 70% at this point, that we are currently in the process of putting in the highs for the year 2024 in the S&P 500. Now, notice what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that from here, we're going to drop 50% in this end of the world. I don't think that's the case. I think we could have shock events, but I think because of the political motivations, both on the, in the, on the US side, but also other parts of the world, we're going to probably keep any dip, whether it's 10 or 20%, or maybe even more, it's possible if we get a shock event, uh, are probably going to be bought again, even though it may not be V-shaped. Um, so we could certainly have drawdowns. We could certainly have drawdowns. And the question is, again, how quickly are those drawdowns going to, going to mean we're back up? I don't know. I really don't know what the answer is to that, but I do want to be prepared for the following. And this is, I think one of those things that really differentiates the, the average investor, particularly the self-directed investor from I'm going to say the professional investor or those people that are being advised by professional investors. And it's the following. I think the professional investor is reminded of when markets get very stretched, they have typically have gotten to that point in sort of an escalator path, right? It's up pretty steady, not at like a vertical rate, but pretty steady. And, and then maybe at some point it does go quite vertical, but it's steady, right? Shallow pullbacks, that kind of thing. Um, on the downside, though, once you get to that point where maybe it's S&P 5,000-ish, maybe a few points short, maybe a few points above, and I say a few points, we could certainly go percentage or two above. That's entirely possible. But ultimately, will tend to likely happen at a point like this is that the markets will decline instead of an escalate in an elevator type of fashion, and maybe it skips a couple full of floors towards the, the express elevator. And this is one of the things that I've been talking to clients, I've been trying to make a big point about over the past couple of months, because what I'll hear from a lot of clients is that, oh, I'm going to have tight stops. <laughs> the problem with a tight stop, when you get to an extreme condition or S&P 5000, for example, which may be somewhat of, of a top, whether it's the 2023 top or 2024 top or not, again, I will only be able to tell you in hindsight, of course. When you get to a point like that, typically when markets drop, it, it's not subtle. It tends to be almost like a rug pull. And then what typically happens, and I'll point maybe to a chart on this, is when we look at the S&P where it started, let's, let's assume someone started investing $1,000 or let's say $10,000 at the beginning of the year. Let's say those $10,000 are now worth $15,000 with all sorts of trades that one did in the month of January, because the S&P went higher, most likely, unless that person was short, those trades probably made money. For the most part, they went with some trends. But the tight stop thing doesn't really work because what's most likely going to happen when the acceleration, when the selling starts, is first of all, it goes beyond those stops and then it gets stopped, the stocks or the stops actually get stopped at, at the worst possible level, in which case, even in that case, one would probably give up weeks of gains very quickly. So a lot of the good work then from January may have at least in part, if not most likely in its entirety have gotten erased. The other thing with the idea of tight stops is that typically, even if one gets stopped out in part of the positions, there are still longs in that portfolio. 
And then typically what happens is we get a really nasty reversal day and it's some sort of shocking news. And then that person will say, okay, I'll give it another day. Maybe it'll bounce. And then it gaps down again and again. And, and so what then happens is it's not just one a couple of weeks worth of gains, but sometimes two, three months worth of gains that are erased within literally just a few days. And this is, again, what I keep talking about. These are the big issues that we are dealing with uh, at this point in, 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 in the market. The other thing I want to talk about is seasonality. And, and I always have to say this seasonality is a single factor model. So we do have to keep that in mind. However, the seasonality for the month of February is actually not very promising. So what we're looking at when we look at seasonality for the month of February, we see it it's pretty weak. Let's put it that way. I think it's actually the second worst month for equities, typically the month of February. And what we tend to see is some sort of a hopeful rally at some point in February. Sometimes it happens at the beginning of the month. Sometimes it happens towards the middle or even the end of the month. I've seen it all, but typically February is a difficult month. And the reason it's difficult is because we're past a lot of the earnings. And so there's a lot of digestion there, or maybe indigestion that we have to deal with on the equity side, and that can get very difficult. So that's, I think, another point that we want to keep in mind when it comes to February. So S&P 5,000, weak or troubling seasonality uh, are a couple of things. The other thing we want to keep in mind, or the third thing to measure whether maybe we've reached some sort of a top or in the process of reaching a top is really a lot with what's happening on the very near term here. What we saw, for example, last Thursday, Friday, we had some pretty interesting price action that I think shows how offsides people are. We have really almost a bipolar type of positioning. We have the people that say everything's amazing. The other people are saying everything's horrible and it's being, it's being reflected in the market. So if you look, if we look at the dollar index, for example, the dollar index, one level that you can pull this up on your own charts, the ticker symbol for the dollar index, at least on some of the major charting things is DXY, dollar index. On Thursday last week, so a day after the Fed, the dollar index actually dropped quite a bit. But then on Friday after that jobs number, uh, the dollar index is now close to breaking above 104. We've been circling the 104 level to our members and our clients, both at the steady trader on the publishing side, but also at Blue Marlin Advisors, our investment advisory side for the past two and a half weeks or so, we said that if we get, if we break and hold above 104, and that doesn't mean like breaking above by tick for five minutes, but really in a substantial breakout for days, maybe a couple of weeks, even if we break above there, that the equity market's going to have a difficult time with that. But, but what I'm trying to get to here is we're, we had a complete seesaw. So on, on Thursday, let me repeat this on Thursday, big, pretty big drop in the dollar on Friday, complete reversal of that. What about yields? And yields is even more complex than that. So yields are like bond markets are really getting, or bond traders are really getting their money, their, their money's worth in terms of utility. It's probably not very profitable for most people, but look at the, or just look at the action or be aware of the action there. Big drop in bond yields. We had a, we have a pretty big lower high in bond yields. I think around 4.185 or so. Let's call it 4.2% versus the, the highs of in October of last year of about 5% on the 10 year, which, uh, which was really substantial on the, on, on that part of the curve. Uh, so big drop in bond yields, but then on Friday, huge rally back up in bond yields. So we went from over the past literally week and a half, we went from 4.2%, uh, like I said, 
down to about 3.8 and right back up to as high as four. These are massive moves. So at this point, I cannot tell you what the bond market really wants to do. I, I really honestly, to me, this is confusing. What I can tell you is that I think if the bond, if 10-year yields break above 4.2, I think the equity market's not going to like that. I think that'll be a problem. However, I also think if, if the bond market, if bond yields drop below 3.8, 3.7, particularly if it happens quickly, the equity market's not going to like that either. So as far as I'm concerned, let me repeat the things we're looking at here. We've got a dollar index that's rallying. If it holds above or breaks above 104, that'll be something that I think the equity market will not like. The equity market itself, S&P at, uh, at 5,000, maybe we overshoot a little bit entirely possible. We have seasonality at stacks against the S&P. Again, it's not to say the S&P is going to collapse 50%, but it could be. Remember that, just remember that the initial drops, if we, if indeed we are in the top, in the topping process, even if it's for just a few weeks, it probably won't be gentle. We probably, we could see, we easily could see drops of like a 5% correction in a matter of two days. Like that is entirely possible. And just so you know, if that were to happen, that gets the S&P back to where it was basically in mid-December. <laughs> this, this is what I'm trying to say. And I think we need to at least risk manage this. Remember, it's escalator up. It tends to be elevator down and even express elevator. So this is more for the near-term stuff. This is not a, a longer-term discussion right now. We will measure and map and see you know, how this plans out for the rest of the year. But for now, know those are the, those are some of the parameters in the S&P. Again, 5,000 is a simple round number. Earnings season, at least as far as the big mega tech companies are, is mostly out of the way. We've got a few other ones, of course, but in terms of the, the big stuff, it's out of the way now. The Fed is, was honestly quite hawkish, more hawkish than people probably thought he would be. The equity market didn't seem to care and the equity market didn't seem to care about anything else for the rest of the week to just love everything. Right. That's the thing. When the equity market likes everything, the equity market had a step back on Wednesday last week after the Fed, but that lasted for about half a day. <laughs> and that was, and then it was, or actually a full day, actually, to be fair. And then Meta and uh, Amazon and a few others reported earnings, and everything was amazing again on Friday. We're seeing different, 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 a different story being told by the, the dollar markets, the dollar index. Bond yields, I honestly think, are a bit confused at this point, which is understandable. But the equity market here, to me, is, is potentially in a topping process, whether that's for the whole year or just for a few, a few months, I don't know. But I do think here, the reward to risk on the long side gets more and more difficult, even though we did see, and I want to be fair here, we did see industrial stocks actually break out last week. The XLI, if anyone follows that, actually had a breakout. What did not have a breakout is small caps. So for those people calling for small cap breakouts, it's not yet happening Notice I'm saying yet, it's impossible that it's going to happen at some point, of course, but uh, small caps actually on Friday, the Russell 2000 was down, I believe, uh, 50 basis points, half a percent. The S&P, I think, was up about one, one and a half percent on Friday. That's where we're at. Where we're at. Uh, again, I think the odds are that we are putting in a top here for the equity market, at least for you know a couple of months or so, if not for the full year. Hope is helpful, folks, and um, we'll see you again in the next Steady Wealth Podcast. Thanks for listening.